Welcome to the Lifelong Learning Executive Education Series. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited to be joined today by Tim Blakesley, Assistant Dean of Executive Education at the USC Marshall School of Business. And Tim, I thought we'd start right away with this idea of executive education. You know, a term you hear a lot, a lot of different universities have some form of executive education. Um, let's start by defining what is executive education? Um, you know, what does it mean and, and what can people expect from exec ed? You know, in Tim's world, if I were to rebrand executive education, I really would call it what uh, we've named this series, which is lifelong learning. You know, it, I, I think ed, executive education to some of the audience members might be a stodgy label. And certainly, you know, we do have executives that are participants that uh, we target to. But if, if we change and rebrand it and think it more broadly about executive, or excuse me, lifelong learning, then it really is more of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So, you know, as I think about answering and responding to these questions that you pose, I suspect that we probably have a great member, a great deal of members in the audience who are talent and learning professionals. So I might answer part of a question to that audience, but then I'm hoping we have a lot of business professionals thinking about, you know, and considering, should I even think about executive education? So if we think about lifelong learning, and this applies to anybody in this audience, you know, we live in a VUCA world, and I'm sure that many in the audience have heard that term over and over again, but just for those that don't, you know, this is that notion that came from the military that today's global economy, global world, and we especially see it in business, is volatile. You know, we don't know what's going to happen next, and the pandemic is a perfect example of that. There's uncertainty, there's complexity, there's ambiguity. So even if you've graduated from you know, a university and have a degree, this idea that the world is ever changing, we need to remain agile and continue to hone our capabilities and stay ready for what's next. Um, we, we constantly need to be evolving ourselves and staying current. And so that's where this notion of the lifelong learning concept, uh, being able to you know, attain, let's say, for example, you know, thinking back to this executive idea, we cater to and have participants who are probably early in career that are thinking about what is that next job opportunity. We have participants who are maybe middle manager who are mid-career that are looking to move up into that executive level. And then, of course, we have the true executives that we work with as well. Well, all stages of a career in business require us to either acquire new information and or also what do I need to let go of, as Ram Sharam uh, talked about. So I think thinking about it as lifelong learning instead of executive education is, is probably the better way to define the term. That was a long-winded answer to your question. Yeah, I agree. You covered a lot of ground there. And uh, you know, it goes to something I think about all the time. You mentioned that we live in this, quote, VUCA world, uh, you know, and there's things, things are changing all the time. And I think the days of graduating with a college degree, uh, you know, like our parents possibly did, and then working in that same field for 40 years and never really needing to go back to school, those days are gone. I mean, if you don't do some type of learning throughout your career, you don't try to keep up with the latest things that are going on, you're going to be disrupted, just like any company that doesn't try to innovate or try to keep up with the latest trends, they're going to be disrupted. And, you know, the whole idea behind this is, we don't want individuals out there in the working world to get disrupted and fall behind, right? 
you know, that's a perfect way to think about it. Uh, who was it that coined brand you? It was, uh, you know, this idea that I've constantly got to be thinking myself as a brand and, and your notion about lifelong commitment to an organization. We know that that's gone. That's been gone, you know, for over decades that I, you know, committed myself to an organization and then I had a lifetime career within that organization. Uh, you know, as much as organizations want to retain and keep us, that commitment that we work on together uh, just doesn't exist because the next new exciting thing and project that I want to work on might be over here at another organization. If I'm not maintaining those capabilities, you're absolutely right. I'm going to be disrupted out of a, out of a career. Yeah, and uh, Brand You was, of course, by, a book by John uh, Turkus, I believe. And uh, I also think of uh, Dory Clark, who does had a lot of content on this, including a book called Reinventing You. Uh, and she recently released a book called The Long Game. And it talks about all the different changes and pivots she's made throughout her career. And she recommends you know, lots of other people look at their career as this long game and be continuously learning, reinvesting in yourself and reinventing yourself throughout your career. Because you mentioned go, going into one career for 40 years, doing the same thing, working the same company, uh, that's not happening nearly as much as it used to, almost non-existent these days. And therefore, we've got to be thinking about how do we keep learning? How do we keep better, getting better? How do we get you know, stay up on the latest trends. Now, you also addressed something in there that I wanted to make sure that we uh, really hammer home is because it's called executive education. A lot of people might look at that and say, well, I'm not an executive, so maybe this is not for me. Um, but you said you really think of it more as lifelong learning. And this is something that is available to people at all different levels, right? That is absolutely right, Andy. So, you know, in, in on our particular department, and by the way, you know, here at Marshall, executive education is the external facing uh, part of the Marshall School of Business. So you can think about everything degree oriented, whether that be an undergraduate degree, which I know you are uh, one of our Trojans, fight on, um, that whether it be your undergraduate, graduate, postdoc, what have you, happens on the academic side. Executive education is all about the business professional now that you've left college and you've you know, inserted yourself into your career, we're the place to come to for that lifelong learning. So we work in conjunction with the university. So I, here's the amazing part of what I get to do. I get to work with these incredible research faculty as they continue to do their research and find out what's happening in the world. We get to bring them into executive education to do what I like to maybe call soundbite learning, right? So it's not a semester long course, we get that same exact faculty to come over and be able to talk to business professionals in our programs, uh, you know, celebrating and bringing in the same kind of learning that they would bring into the uh, degree programs. And sometimes it's cutting edge and more than what you might have gotten in that degree. So yes, we do service everyone at every stage of their career, probably not so much the individual contributor, we kind of hook up with you once you've gotten into a role where you now either lead and manage people and or you're in that middle manager or looking to move up into senior exec. Which is a huge responsibility and something I've noticed uh, throughout my time in consulting for the last decade plus uh, and the work I do today with a lot of organizations, finding that uh, it's very common for people to be good at what they do as an individual contributor and then promoted to manager uh, you know, kind of with the idea that it might be more of the same, but really it's a completely different skill to be managing and leading people. And it requires very different skills and capabilities that are really less technical and more 
uh, you know, hard skill, soft skills, if you will, or uh, our friend Josh Burson calls them power skills. Uh, these are things that are becoming more and more important in the workplace. You know, let's let's do touch upon that. And you and I are both fans of uh, Josh, as I suspect many in our listening audience here will be as well. You know, and, and he also likes to talk about let's stop calling them the soft skills. And so these would be listening and empathy. They're actually the hard skills to learn, right? Because is to your point, once you move into management and you are now a people leader, getting performance from others becomes our number one job. And we actually here in uh, the executive education uh, are looking at something called humanistic leadership. We believe that as VUCA has taken over and the more and more that AI and machine learning replace sort of the tactical aspects of the job, what remains? Well, what remains are the human you know, capacities. It's things like innovation, creativity, problem solving, the ability to collaborate and you know, we take that even a step further and think about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. That in of itself is one of the hardest skills because now we need to bring in and think about diversity, not just the way that I think, but the way that others think. How do I tap into that? Back to this idea of executive education seeming stodgy, we want to stay cutting edge. It's not yesterday's executive education, but how does today's leader, manager, executive need to think about the workplace and the, and the capabilities that are required. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, the next thing I was going to go to, you mentioned the idea of uh, traditional degrees. You know, obviously, you get, many people get that college degree, that undergrad. Many people go back to school and get the master's degree. I personally did my MBA at USC Marshall School of Business as you, as you fed fight on. Um, but it's not enough, right? We, we want to invest in continuous learning. And some people uh, maybe don't want to make the commitment to a, whole, a huge degree program, but maybe want to still sharpen their skills and up their game. Uh, and there's a lot of different options out there. So what distinguishes executive education as an option compared with you know, other things that people could be doing? So I want to answer that in a couple of different ways. You know, it's not just not wanting to get a, invest in maybe I don't need the full degree, but think about it. When I, maybe when you got your master's, um, the job requirements didn't require you to do everything that you got in that degree. And now you've got a new position. You need to go back and hone some of those skills right. that were taught way back when you, oh yeah, I remember the professor talking about that concept. Right. So executive education offers you the opportunity to polish you know, specific knowledge and skills that maybe you didn't need before. You may not have also been a, a, a graduate from the business school. Uh, let's say, of course, we have the number one cinematic arts school in the world, and I do say world, and we're able to do that because we have benefactors like uh, last name Spielberg and Lucas. Right. Let's say you graduated from cinematic arts and you went into the field and you were an editor, producer, but now you've moved up into the business aspects. Mm -hmm. Now you need to add business to your knowledge of the industry. So there's multiple ways that you might come to us for the skills that you need. Now, uh, to a second part of that answer is there's a lot of solutions out there and a lot of options. LinkedIn Learning, Coursera, there's MOOCs. Um, even the big brands, the Harvards and the Stanfords offer quote unquote free courses. We think that's all fantastic and marvelous. I mean, myself, the way that one of the ways I help stay current and knowledgeable is I watch tons of TED Talks. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts. But the difference is, right, that's increasing my knowledge and might go to helping me rethink my mindset. But when it comes to actually using those capabilities in the workplace, 
the investment of listening to a 20-minute podcast versus involving and going more deeply into content, that's when we're going to come into your needs, right? An executive education course is not only going to help you learn new information, but it's going to help you take that then back into uh, the workplace. The other thing I would say, we've already mentioned Joss Burson, something else he talks about is this idea of learning in the flow of work. We think that executive education meets you where you currently are and where you need, you know, the, the learning that you need to know in that moment. He also talks about micro learning and macro learning. There certainly is the need for those 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, but there are times we need that more macro exposure and, and dive into content so that I can really understand it and then practically apply it to uh, something I know you and I are both fond of talking about are the moments that matter, yeah. right? Bringing that learning specifically back to the moments that matter in my job and career and not just generically. I think another differentiator too is because as you mentioned, there are a lot of resources out there. Uh, certainly you could be reading books and listening to podcasts and scrolling through LinkedIn and you might be able to learn everything you need to do in your job if you're really good at taking in massive amounts of information and actually putting it into action. What most people I think want and are willing to pay more for is the ability to interact with an expert, someone who knows what's going on, and maybe a little bit of accountability as well, right? And I imagine in this program, you get that ability to interact with a professor who knows a lot about these subjects and uh, a little bit of accountability to actually do the work versus I could listen to podcasts and read books you know, one after another, but if I don't sit down and do something with it and no one's holding me accountable to that, chances are it never happens. Right, don't we live in marvelous times? <laughs> I mean, just think about the access to information, you know, being able to go to our, our tablet or our phone and immediately look up a topic and be immediately exposed to a ton and wealth of information. So to your point, part of the overwhelming amount of information out there is being able to tailor that and bring it into something that I can use back again to that idea of learning in the flow of work. So not only do you get access to our faculty, but part of what we believe in is something we call a learning journey, a high performance learning journey. You're going to take the content, you're going to analyze and think about your moments that matter. How can I practically take back what I'm learning? You're then going to get exposure to these phenomenal faculty members but you're also gonna learn from your cohort that you go through with. So there's learning that happens on multiple levels, but what we help you do is tailor that into this learning journey so that it, you, know, you begin and deep dive and get started about you know, thinking ahead of time, how do I wanna use this? You come into the content that itself, and by the way, our programs can range based on the topic you know, from maybe a half day to a day, all the way up to a three, four month journey, where you go, then go back in the job and try out and practice in a safe environment. Again, checking back in with either your cohorts or the faculty and saying, you know, this quite worked, but this didn't. Before then, I go back out into the job and, and use it uh, on a regular basis. It's to your point about a commitment, it's a different level of passively, you know, listening to that podcast as I drive to making the commitment to take out of it what I put in, not unlike a degree at that point to say, I'm going to specifically use this to improve either myself, my team, or, you know, have impact on the business. Yeah. And I, I love that idea of the learning journey and the high impact learning journey and, and people, uh, you know, going through a journey 
uh, you know, because we, we like that, right? As humans, we like to be going on journeys, right? We're going through a journey in our life and our career. Um, and it takes us through that. And it's not just one hit, learn this thing, and then you're going to be able to use it. It's a chance yeah. to learn, practice, pivot, you know, uh, update, learn more, practice again. And I found throughout my career, I do, I've done a lot of investment, a lot of learning myself. Uh, when I'm able to put things into practice as I'm learning them is when it really gets reinforced. And you and I both come from this industry yeah. Uh, and we talk about reinforcing learning. For me, it always comes back to practice. Are you able to get a chance to practice and get feedback uh, and then adjust and, and keep moving forward? And these journeys make that possible. Another thing I wanted to ask you about related to this idea of executive education is that uh, traditionally, and you know, from my experience before you and I started talking about this, executive education came through the model of a company uh, partnering with a university to bring in, you know, executive education program or bring, you know, 30 top executives from a company into that school for a weekend or uh, a month or something like that. Um, this we already mentioned is available to people at all different levels. Um, it's also available for people to sign up on their own. If you're a manager at a small business and you want to hone your skills and become a better leader, uh, learn more about diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, that sort of thing, you can come sign up on your own and jump in. And I know that Marshall Exec Ed is committed to giving individuals value uh, as, as well as organizations that sign up for the, you know, the big contract. So you're absolutely spot on. You know, we have two, I'll call them lines of business um, that you can access executive education and you're absolutely spot on. We have our B2B or our business to business side. We call that the custom uh, side of the business. And that is more the traditional. We work directly with an organization that is looking to take an entire cohort of leaders. You know, it's typically at a level that are looking to move up to the next level and or uh, perhaps we've gone through a, a major organizational change. And so there's a new strategy. We're trying to get the organization aligned with that strategy. So in those cases, we work very intimately diagnosing sort of arm in arm with whomever the, the lead of that change or the lead of that initiative might be to tailor and customize the, a program unique and distinct for them. The other way that you can access us is through what we call open enrollment. And this is basically a catalog of topics and solutions. As you'll see, um, you know, if you went to our website, we do have, as I was talking about before, particularly an, an interest and a passion in this idea of humanistic leadership. And so we have a whole series of courses that look at, for example, innovation, um, psychologically safe workplace. We look at big data and how that's impacting how leaders now need to lead. All of those are open to anybody out there in the, in the market that are looking to hone those skills that can sign up as individuals. So we like to think you know, that we're holistic in the ability to, uh, to service the needs of, of anyone that's looking for that lifelong learning that we've been so much talking about. Mm, absolutely. It makes sense. Available to both, both markets and, and anybody can come in and sign up for this and, and up their game, right? You don't have to wait for your company to offer you these things because let's face it, there's some great organizations out there that give a lot of development opportunities to their people. But I think 80% of organizations or more out there are not really offering much in the way of learning and development. People need to take it on, upon themselves. Again, going back to the beginning of our conversation, if they don't want to be disrupted, right? They want to stay relevant and be able to set themselves up for success, either in the the role and the career they're in with their company now, or possibly for a different job down the line. The last thing I want to ask you about, Tim, is, uh, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but there's a lot of options out there. 
There are certainly other universities that offer executive education programs as well. What sets Marshall apart? Why is this the place to come if you are trying to really up your game, uh, invest in yourself, and be relevant for the future of work? You mean aside from being in beautiful Southern California? Yes, if, indeed. If you wanted because to some come, people are doing it, some people are doing it virtually, right? So you can still be in the snow of Chicago and do your learning through Marshall, right? Absolutely. No, I say that just because we have such an amazing, gorgeous campus. We're one of what, uh, five universities in the United States that have urban campuses right in the heart of the cities that they're in. But no, in, in all seriousness, and, and you're absolutely right, COVID has, of course, allowed us to expand our online portfolio. So first of all, if you are, you know, listening to this or a podcast or vlog, and you're in Chicago, or you're in the East Coast, you now have the opportunity to attend a USC Marshall uh, program that you wouldn't have, you know, before if you couldn't travel. Uh, we, of course, still are looking at uh, in-person and when we're able to offer more of those in-person, because there is an advantage to coming in-person, learning, being with that cohort, being able to exchange ideas with people. But I would say the greatest differentiator goes back to that learning journey. Now, I, I recognize that many in the talent management community that might be listening to this know that learning journeys are not a new concept, but I think they're new to executive education. I don't know of any other US-based operation. There are a couple in Europe that are taking this learning journey concept to its full fold, but we're, we're unique. When you talk about differentiation, we believe that learning should be, you know, we, we start by answering the question to what end? Why am I investing in this learning? Well, that learning should have an impact. Ultimately, it should have an impact for the organizations for whom we work, because I should be making a greater contribution, which then of course increases my, you know, credibility and a reason to retain me. So it, it's, it's a benefit if I'm investing in myself, ultimately it helps the organization. So when you say what differentiates us, I think all the brands, you can't go wrong with a Harvard or a Wharton or a Stanford. With USC Marshall, you're going to get that investment in that lifelong or that high impact journey, which contributes to your personalized lifelong learning. Oh, absolutely. And, and a big commitment to giving value. Um, anything else as we wrap up, anything else you would add about you know, the importance of lifelong learning, executive education, some of the things that Marshall offers that we didn't cover so far? You know, I, I would just say that um, just to make sure you're investing in yourself, mm. that, you know, whether your organization does it for you, if they don't, you personally should sit down. And I, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but it's some stages, you know, over the year, pause and say, what am I doing for myself that invests in me as it relates to my career? I know you've written a book about careers and, you know, I know you're a big component of this, that it's that pause and look inward, you know, just make sure you're making that time to say, am I on the path? And is the learning that I'm choosing, helping me along that path. So it's that introspection, taking the time, a great, a great coach can help you do that. Uh, reading Mandy's book can help you do that. But however you choose to do it, make sure that you are aligned with what you hope to achieve in a career, and then making that selection of how does learning and development augment and supplement that. 
Yeah, I agree completely. And I appreciate you, uh, you mentioning my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. I have a full chapter in there about the importance of investing in continuous learning to set you up for future success. Uh, I think it is absolutely critical, whether you are a corporate employee, you're working in or running a small business, you're a you know, solo entrepreneur like me. I personally have invested thousands of dollars in my own continuing education uh, and learning and development and growth since I got my MBA over 10 years ago. And it's something I'm going to continue to do year after year throughout the rest of my career, probably until I'm well into my 90s, because I'm hungry for knowledge. I'm curious. I want to keep learning. The world is changing all the time. The pace of change keeps accelerating, getting faster. Uh, and I want to be able to keep up. And I want other people to be able to do that as well. And uh, obviously, as you mentioned, USC Marshall Executive Ed is a great resource for that. Uh, so Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm looking forward to having more of these discussions in the future. Pleasure being here, Andy. Be well. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Lifelong Learning Series. You can find more information by visiting our website at execed.marshall.usc.edu. That's execed.marshall.usc.edu. -E -E Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you in a class soon.